Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Love is a choice. That's why people say that because there are going to be times when you're like, ooh, I'm not as like attracted to you today or you're kind of annoying me. <gasps> no way. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Janina Mapola. If you are coming back to the podcast and I post every Tuesday, <laughs> every single Tuesday. And the voice you are hearing that is a deep voice is my fiance, Caleb Ward. Thank you very much. Should I talk like a man? Hello, everybody. Stop. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chad. Right, that's enough. Chad. You did this like that, right? <laughs> this is like our first or second podcast. Okay, no, on a real note, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Janine Amapola. We post these every single Tuesday, and we love to talk about everything, everything. Like, nothing's off the table. Well, maybe something. I think a lot of things are off the table. But something. There's a lot of things I want to talk about that I don't think you'll let me. I think you should talk about on whenever you potentially create your own male bro podcast. I don't know if I'll ever do that. He keeps joking that him and my brother-in-law are going to have a podcast together. Honestly... I'm going to have to part ways with your brother-in-law. You know why? Because he's going to talk over you the entire time. I don't think he'll talk over me. And he he might he might be listening to this right now. I, Anthony, I love you, brother. But um, no, I think that if I were to have a podcast, I probably would need it to be solo. And then ha- just do you do rift, solo? rift for an hour. Huh. I want to get in the place where I can just say whatever I want without getting in trouble. And so that's the goal. Why would you get in trouble? People always be getting mad. Don't get me in trouble. I'm not going to get You're you You're a trouble. reflection of me, mister. That is true. So are you. That's true. So when you are out here on the podcast saying frickety frack and sheesh, sheesh, <laughs> what else do you say? You say a lot of things. I don't say that much more. Like, I got shoot the sheesh from you. You did get shoot the sheesh. I started saying frick, and that's the one thing that you were like, stop saying that. Yo, your skin looks extra special today. It it's does. Nice. Is it skinning today? It's skinning. The skin is skinning. <laughs> Do you like when people say that? Like, oh, my hair is hairy. It's kind of it's kind of TikTok ish. I I honestly love it. Your teeth are teething. 
Anyway, guys. Your personality is personality. I don't even. Is my skin skinning today? Anyway. Uh, no more euphemisms. Hi, guys. Euf- euf- euphemisms. Can't say it. Big go, words go for us today. So I'm here with my fiance. We are getting married in less than two months. Man, I'm about to be a man. Are you not a man already? <laughs> Is there no. something you want to tell me in the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm a man, but I'm about to be a, a whole man. I'm like Pac-Man right now. I'm about to be a whole man. I'm dead. <laughs> that was kind of a bar. <laughs> Every man before he gets white feet. <laughs> every man before he gets married is Pac Man. You so you're like a little boy right now. Okay, little, <laughs> little is a harsh word. Okay, she always uh, she always be doing that. I don't mean to accidentally downgrading her husband, <laughs> her Pac Man. I'm dead. Anyway, I'm sorry, baby. So, anyways, we're getting married in less than two months. We are still in the thick of wedding planning. However. Our wedding planner is saving our booty cheeks. She sent me some emails, by the way, that we need to go through. But wedding planning has been going really great. I'm so excited to be married. But I'm also like, I keep saying this every time. I'm savoring the last two months that we have. Are you? No, I'm not savoring it. The heck? I am fully, 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 fully. Not only, I'm ready to get married just because... You don't have to drive home at night. It's true. I don't. You don't have to. I guess that's probably it. Driving home is annoying. Well, uh, waiting for marriage is tough. I'm living with a buddy of mine, which has been great, but it it's not home because it's like someone else's house. So yeah, like, uh, it, that that's just a hard. That's sometimes a hard place to be in. One of my buddies. Wait, uh, wait, wait! Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? He goes ahead, and starts claiming that it's one of his buddies. He okay. was my friend first from middle school. Okay. Fun fact. Okay, so this guy, he and I went to middle school together, became friends. He was actually there the second time with me when I saw Caleb. And then Caleb slid in my DMs that day, and then we went on a date. I've known this person for a very long time. I didn't slide into your DMs. I ran into him. <laughs> <laughs> you slid in like home base. I didn't slide because I slid the first five times, and I kept getting out. And then I finally dove head first and was safe. You went all in you just cannonballed into it i introduced caleb to my friend and then um you can take it from here that's all you <laughs> that's it dude you're crazy i didn't know what okay. else to say I was, I was just trying to say that we were friends from so, middle school let's call him let's call him jerry jerry um went to church with me and jay a few weeks ago and jay posted us on her instagram story and uh, a girl happened to follow him on the good old instagram and and she uh, she flew into them DMs, I think. She or, did. She dropped the hanky in the DMs. Or he did. He, he followed, They followed each other. No, and, I'm pretty sure she DMed him first. Okay. Well, now, a month later, they are boyfriend and girlfriend. It's so crazy. And yeah. So I'm a matchmaker. We're just doing the Lord's work out here, guys. It's well, really hard being us. And um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's an honor. It was actually funny because when I posted it, I was like, oh, I know my girl followers are going to eat this up he got 1700 clicks on his profile so i, I texted and i was like yo i mean I said said his name. <laughs> okay jerry I, we, you can leave in the part of us laughing but we keep actually saying his name and we don't want to because he didn't give us permission so i i texted jerry and caleb and i was like yo 1700 girls clicked on your profile and he's like yeah i know i've been getting some dm slides pretty good at it that's pretty good odds. It is. 
Man. And now he's dating one of the girls. So who would have thought? Who would have thought it? Ladies, I can help you find your future husband. I also want to acknowledge that I have a problem of cutting Caleb off. So I am going to be very adamant about giving you your space. But I feel like we do that to each other sometimes. Uh, sometimes you want to be able to like give your input when someone's saying something. Can I be honest? Yes. It doesn't really bother me that much. It I think um, I think it's hard when you're listening to a podcast and someone is in a train of thought and you're you're like you're really wanting them to say something and then it gets cut. But I feel like we're also on a couch. We're having a conversation. It's like we're not professionals. We're just two people talking. And so there's going to be times where I interrupt you. And it's like, so you just keep doing you. You know, I'm on your podcast. If you want to cut me off, cut me off. This is your podcast. Wow. You do you. Thank you. But I don't want to. Cool. Listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months. And the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, Guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding, you know, food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict a, over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when if you're parents and you have you need to find an organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial. And we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy thrivemarket.com slash healthy. Well, okay. It's also funny because what we're doing today in our episode is we went on my Instagram broadcast channel and I asked you guys to send us over some topics to talk about and you guys popped off. So we're going to answer kind of these, talk about these topics. And the reason why a lot of times people are like, oh, she's distracted. She doesn't care what he has to say. It's because I'm reading the questions and I'm looking for the next thing to talk about. So it's not that I don't you, care. You don't need to clarify. It's that I'm checking to Listen, see. the chihuahuas, they're small, but they, <laughs> they just bark the but loudest. But they're the loudest. They're the yeah. loudest, dude. Yes. You're good. Okay, so that's what we're going to be doing in today's episode is we're just going to be talking about multiple different things. It's going to be an open, honest conversation about whatever we want to talk about. First of all, I need to apologize. Why? It's like those uh, YouTube videos that like the influencer apology videos. Where it's like, <laughs> well, let's a, fake cry then. An open conversation. And they look so serious in the thumbnail. Have, and they're like, oh, they're like crying. And it's like, we need to talk dude, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I never want to have to give one of those. Did you imagine? Those apology videos? Yeah, man. I've never had to do one, actually. Thank God. I think. Uh, maybe once. I think if I had to apologize for anything, what do you think it's going to be? You telling men to make more money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, men, remember our conversation the girls from liked a it. couple of weeks ago. I said something on our podcast. I said, men, if you if you want to watch more college football, make more money. And I, I don't know if we talked about this in our last podcast. No, I think that was the last podcast I we said did. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it actually, people agreed with me. I was, a little, I was a little worried with how many girls agreed with me on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. But, but I mean... I think as a female, 
it, you would be lying if you didn't admit that you wanted a man to make decent amount of money. I'm not saying be a billionaire. I'm not even saying 100K. It's like be able to provide for your girly and know that you can get married and you can support a future family possibly. I think just being passionate about something or having, uh, not being lazy. Not being lazy, I think is, is the more, yeah. Which we talked about on Kate and JJ's podcast. That's the thing. But like, yeah, a couple more zeros ain't hurt nobody. It's a couple. I'll let you say it. I'm not going to say because <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble if I do. <laughs> I don't even make that much money, so I'm just kind of joking. So, The first thing that we want to talk about, and someone asked us, is how do you keep the honeymoon stage? And we were on a walk today. We went on a nice four-mile walk, and it was lovely because we got to talk about a lot of these topics before we came on the potty. So... <laughs> Not the potty squatty. with a TT. We're going to change the name of the podcast to Squatty Potty. <laughs> but it's said in, instead it's P-O-D-D-Y. So the Squatty Potty. They need a Squatty Potty but for when you pee. What? <laughs> That's the most unhinged thing you've ever said. Get off my podcast. <laughs> You're not uh, allowed back. Go ahead. The reason why we wanted to talk about this is because a honeymoon stage is a fair and valid thing that most people seek after and they you want it. it. You need it a little bit. You need it, but here's the thing. A lot of people want to rely on the honeymoon stage to sustain them and carry them through their entire relationship, and they think that that is what they should chase after. And I was watching this show called The Ultimatum on Netflix. I only watched one episode. I was like, this show's kind of dumb, and it made me sad. But one girl was about to break up with her boyfriend of like, I don't know, four years or something because she was like, you don't give me butterflies anymore. I really want butterflies. And I was just like, that's really sad if that's all you're seeking in a relationship is butterflies because you don't get butterflies the rest of your life. Now, maybe in a rare instance or circumstance, but I think a lot of people want to chase those feelings and then they'll be like, oh, I don't feel this anymore. So then they just dip out of the relationship and then they jump from relationship to relationship to relationship because all you're doing is chasing butterflies butterflies in the honeymoon stage. I think in the beginning, because it's hard, like I feel like we had a little bit of a honeymoon phase but things sped up really quickly because I was moving. I think you're going to have seasons of like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. I feel like we relive our, like, we have like periodic honeymoon phases where we'll have certain weeks that are amazing highs, highs, and then we'll have other weeks where it's like, man, this is a hard week. Not because we don't love each other, but because you have hard conversations and you hurt each other's feelings and you don't feel like loving. As a man, I don't feel like loving her sometimes when she hurts my feelings or vice versa. It doesn't really matter because I've made a choice and I've made a commitment. And I know in the back of my head where it's like, oh my gosh, we're going to be married. You're going to see me, you know, hold our child one day. You're going to see me, you know, walk more into my purpose. Like there's going to be so many moments where you're going to have more capacity for love for each other. And so just knowing that, like, there's just, there's seasons. There's seasons for love. There's seasons for hardship. But I think that if you're, yeah, if you're chasing that high, man, you, you're never, you're never just going to enjoy the mundane, you know? Yeah. So that's really good, baby. Yeah. I think, um, it's understandable about why everybody wants that because there really is nothing like the honeymoon stage. It is the most fun time you're, you're so in love. It's almost like you're just so blinded. You're infatuated, but statistically the honeymoon phase actually only lasts about a year. And so it's like, okay, what happens when the honeymoon phase fades out? Are you not in love anymore? Do you not want to be with the person anymore? Do you just go ditch them and go find another person and then get the next high? And I think that is the lie that society tells us to do. It's a cycle. Yeah. Like I think I fell into that cycle before you 
or I'd, I would get into these relationships for three to four weeks and then I would like not feel it anymore. But what's hard with you is I feel like I, it's hard because to me, to be honest with you, I can't relate to a lot of guys because I feel like I've kind of been, I, I just always love you. Not saying there's not hard times, but I feel like it's pretty easy for me in past relationships where there was a honeymoon phase, but it wore off really quickly. And then after that fog cleared, you got to really see the person for who they are. And so when the honeymoon phase ended with you, I almost fell more in love with you because I was like, wow, like everything that I thought about you in that phase was like true and real and everything. And so that's so sweet. It extended. Yeah, I think I think like there's a difference between just genuinely being in love and then there being this like falsified high. Like it's you don't want to be on a roller coaster in your relationships because then you're only waiting for those highs. And then when the lows come, then all of a sudden you're having like this crisis and you're like, oh, my God, do I not even like you? It's like you do want to go through some hard things and go through the mundane because if you can sustain and last through the mundane and those things and it's like then you really truly are like in love. Because that's, I think, where sometimes you create love more is in the mundane. And I think if you don't stop dating each other, like yeah. you and I don't stop dating each other just because we're a year and some change in, we still date night. We still pursue each other. We st- I still do the dishes. You know, I still go out of my way to serve you and vice versa. Yeah. And I think that's, those are ways that you can keep the spark. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a difference between like keeping the spark alive versus only chasing the honeymoon stage because- like, I do think the honeymoon stage really is only in the beginning. And I have heard of some couples say, I still get butterflies from him. And that is like the goal. Like, that's the dream. But it's not something you should chase. That shouldn't be your ultimate goal because that is fleeting and possibly unsustainable. And so I think it's fun when you can have the highs, but also can you still love the person in the lows too? It's kind of like your relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. where you are at camp or you're at a conference and that high is so high. It's not real life. You are not going to be at a conference your whole life. You are not going to be at church camp your whole life. And so loving the Lord through the times where you're in the wilderness or you're in the doubting season, or you are uh, going through loss, you know, in your life. And it's the same thing in your relationship. You wake up and, you know, serving your wife is like an act of worship it's a uh, it's a response it's a reaction to what you believe in and treating your you know your wife as as the lord calls you to it's a it literally is a a um a reaction you know you can't sit there and praise the lord in church and then you're not serving your wife behind the closed doors is um it's pointless and so i think if that's the way you react and you're single right now and that's how your your relationship with the lord is is you don't really prioritize time for him you don't worship him like you think you're going to be able to do that to your significant other when they're ticking you off and they're not you know it's uh it's, there's an imbalance it's a uh, this isn't fair game you know so i think that that's a way you can look at it that's a really good like analogy or just a good comparison honestly it's so true because you know, it is, love is a choice. That's why people say that because there are going to be times when you're like, ooh, I'm not as like attracted to you today or you're kind of annoying me or- When was the last time you felt that about me? I always feel attracted <laughs> to you. No, but you know what I mean? Like there's gonna come a day, like obviously we're young and we're, we've been dating for, we've been together for a little over a year, like a year and three months at this point. Is that true? Which is crazy. I know. I feel like I've known you for freaking forever. What's today? Today is the- 18th? 
18th. <gasps> no way. A year and three months. A year and three months today. I love it. What Actually, we became official, official boyfriend, girlfriend on 9 the 20. Our first date was July 18th, and then we became official 9-20 last year. Yeah. That's so fun. But just what I'm saying, like, we're young right now, but there is going to come a time when you're, you know, 40, and you have three kids, and you got more wrinkles and more fat on your stomach, and it's like, well, you can't chase those butterflies then, and I pray that you still get them, but you can't chase them then. So, sorry to wrap this up. We're basically just saying, like, it's not the best ultimate goal to chase feelings and butterflies in in the honeymoon stage in a relationship, I think enjoy it while you can in that relationship and in the time that you do have it, but know that that isn't sustainable and it won't last. Like you want to look at the person's characteristics and the relationship as a whole over just feelings, because again, those do fade. And that's why I think there are so many divorces is because people are chasing feelings and they're like, Oh, you don't satisfy me anymore. You're not giving me that high and that feeling that euphoric feeling. And I'm like, that's not reality. Like reality is wiping your baby's butt, changing a diaper, doing the dishes, changing the oil in the car. Like that's reality, you know? And so pick the person you want to do the mundane with that you enjoy to do that with. And if your boyfriend, girls, 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 girls. If your boyfriend cannot do the mundane with you, it's good. It's going to be hard. Like I promise you, the men in my life. I I don't give a crap about what other men say to me. I know the men that I see and the guys I surround myself with. They are serving their significant others in the mundane. They are going grocery shopping. They are picking the the kids up. They are doing the taxes. They are doing things that keep the infrastructure strong and the foundation strong. So if your man is only worried about Sunday night football, listen, I love Sunday night football. If he's only worried about getting beers with the boys and, and you're having to beg him to come and help you or, or whatever, if you're, I'll say this, if this is a hot take, if your boyfriend is not getting crap from his friends about how much he loves you, dude, I, I, I think that if you're, uh, it's kind of a, a black and white take, but I feel like your boyfriend should, uh, his friend group should be a little bit like simp, you know, yeah, hey, he's whipped. He's whipped. Yeah. Like you, that's, that's a key indicator. If, um, if he cares more about his guy friends, uh, quality football nights versus like, Hey, you, you know, you need help or, you know, I get it. If you're dating, it's a little different. If you're not heading in towards marriage and you got a wedding to plan and, and all these things. Right, like, or you're in the beginning stages. Yeah, you're in the beginning stages. Uh, I know my guy friends are about to hit me up because they watch the podcast. <laughs> they watch every episode and they text him and then they roast him. After. They so do. what's up, guys? What's up, brothers? I love you so much. All my guy friends are the best. Luke, Austin, Hunter, you know, you guys, um, Chase, C- Coleman, you know. They got mad at me. I got to clarify. Last time I, I said in a podcast, oh what did I say? You said, uh, sometimes your friends want to see you fail. And they were like, what the friend? I said, like- sometimes your closest friends want to see you fail. Listen, guys, I was not talking about my friends. I was talking about your friends. In general. <laughs> we're speaking objectively. Yeah. So my guys, if you're a guy friend in my life, I know none of you want to see me fail, except for maybe a couple of you. Um, <laughs> name some names. At, no, I'm just kidding. At Chase. No, I'm kidding. I love you, Chase. You're the best. <laughs> Baby. I love you, Chase. Um, but um, yeah, so that's to say that I think that's a, you know, I'll end it there. Well, I actually have some thoughts on that, but I do agree. I remember being uh, either in a, in a wrong relationship or being single, single and me being like, man, 
my friends' boyfriends are whipped. And I actually thought it was kind of cheesy because I had never experienced it really. Besides maybe like my first high school boyfriend, I never totally like experienced it. So I thought it was kind of like cheesy. I was like, man, what a loser. But when you're actually in it, you're like, oh, like this is kind of nice. <laughs> like I actually like love this. And you realize how good it is. And it's, and those are the relationships that I would always kind of like be a little low key jealous of because I would think like, oh man, my boyfriend wouldn't drop literally anything to do something for me. And I feel like you do that. And so, um, I think it's what it doesn't mean your boyfriend doesn't have a backbone. Yeah. But what it means is like, you just, you get it. That's not what I was saying. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like, there's certain things that I never imagined a partner would do with me because past boyfriends wouldn't, for example, like last week I went to go get a spray tan and I was like, babe, do you want to come with me to go get a spray tan? And I thought you were going to be like, I'm not freaking going to get a spray tan with you. He was like, yeah. So you went with me and you sat in the lobby and then we went and got like groceries afterwards. And I just thought it was like the sweetest thing that you just like wanted to hang out with me. But men, I mean, girls like this is the difference though is I'm like, babe, I have a pickleball match. Will you come? And she'll come. And or I have this thing and she's supporting me and is encouraging me into my dreams and the things that I want to do. And so I think there has to be reciprocation from both parties. You can't just expect your your boyfriend. Now, I will say, let your let your dude go hang with the boys occasionally. Let him go on his golfing trips. You know, let him go. She lets me go golfing or pickleball, you know, whenever, you know, I'm like, hey, I want to go do this. You know, she's very supportive in that. And so there's a healthy balance to it all. Yeah. You guys pick up the vibes. You guys know what we're saying. So go to your boyfriend's friends tonight and ask them, hey, is my boyfriend a simp? And uh, there's your answer. <laughs> It's funny though, because I think when my girls are dating somebody and I don't see their boyfriend like full out simping for them, I'm like, we got to talk because I want my best friend's man to be obsessed with them. Like truly not in like an unhealthy, ungodly way, but so, you get what I'm saying. I have a funny Jonathan Pecluda story. Uh Oh, so guys, if you listen to this podcast, you probably know who Jonathan Pecluda is from becoming something. Yeah, podcast. JP, uh, one of the most God fearing and intimidating you want him to like you yeah you know what i mean yeah it's kind of he's kind of scary sometimes jp for watching this jp no jp's not scary in the standpoint of like uh he's mean he's just seven foot five and he is one of the most articulate like well-spoken incredible speaker funny you just you know certain people you're like i want him to kind of like me Mm -hmm. but at the same time um i i feel like my tongue swells up when i'm talking to him at times it's like you good you know elf (laughs) It's like he was talking about my, my tongue swells. He likes I the girl. Anyways, my point is um, the first time I met JP, it was like the beginning of Jay and I dating. And he was like, I want to meet this guy. And uh, he rolls up in his car and he rolls down the window. He has his sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. And dude, my my hands were heavy. My palms were sweating. Okay, Eminem. But we're brazen. And um, I don't know the lyrics. But I don't either. <laughs> rolls down the window and uh, I'm like, hi, nice, nice to meet you. And I go, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm obsessed with her. And, um, and he goes, he looks at me in his JP voice and goes, be obsessed with Jesus. And, yeah, and you were like, and oh. I was like, ah, I was like, to, to clarify, I was like, dang it. I made a huge error and, uh, but it ended up being fine. But I was like, I said the one thing I knew I shouldn't have said. <laughs> and it was such a JP line, be obsessed with Jesus. Yeah. Cause I was like, I was like, uh, I said, don't worry. I'm not going to hurt her. Like I'm obsessed with her. 
And uh, he goes, be obsessed with Jesus. And he's like, you should be obsessed with Jesus. And you're like, but that's, wait, that you. Uh, I was like, I am uh, obsessed with Jesus. And, yeah. um, and it was cool. He ended up telling Jay that he liked me, which was, which is dope. So JP, he if you're did. listening to this or someone's sending you to this, um, I don't get nervous anymore. I'm cool now. Like it's, it's all, it's all good. Now. Yeah. Yeah. You sure you're cool? It's all good now. We saw him last night and he just towers over. He gave me a so hug. Tall. He gave me a hug and it felt like, uh, it felt like God was kind of hugging me a little bit cause I'm so much smaller than him. And so like, he's like, he had like been down to like, give me a hug. I'm like, man, I am 15 years old. That's how, <laughs> it, that's how it felt. No, when he stands next to you, you're like literally breaking your neck, like looking up at him. I'm like, I hear angels singing. It is God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. That's funny. But JP's awesome. JP, and, uh, we love you. He's uh, becoming something. One of the best leaders, I think, in our generation. Uh, I think he's one of the few that I like. think lives his life in such an uh, above reproach. Mm-hmm. I think with how he handles his, because uh, he just has like, people want to follow him. Mm-hmm. And I think he does. He's He kind of reminds me of Francis Chan in a way where People just like flock to, to him, but you know he, he just has such a humble spirit about it, and only cares about truly like being above reproach. So I just think yeah, it's dope. We love him. Shout out to you, JP. He's the best. The next topic we want to kind of talk about being a Christian and in pop culture, and someone even kind of talked about like unpopular opinions, like what the church is leaving out: culture versus the truth. That's a good one. Culture, you- culture's fun. At times. It's fun to talk about. I think what's hard is that, okay, this is like my thoughts, is that a lot of people want to just completely like turn a blind eye, be like, no, like don't consume this. Don't watch that. Don't, don't like as Christians, like don't support it. But sometimes it's like, we've got to know what's out there and we've got to be a light in the dark spaces or we've got to be able to know what culture is consuming if we want to speak into it and make a difference. Like you can't always turn a blind eye or turn it off or whatever because I I think a lot of people are like, nah, like Christians shouldn't be influencers and Christians and it's like there's, everyone wants to put people in boxes but you can't help the fact that we are in a society that pop culture affects and has a difference on and impacts. So it's like, how do we as Christians balance pop culture and society and being a Christian in that. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, because we have, so we have a lot of, you know, we have social media friends that aren't Christian influencers, but they are social media creators who happen to be Christian. And um, I think you fall in that box a little bit because you're not, you post about fashion and you travel and, you know, you have other things just outside of speaking or uh, that necessarily aren't Christian, but they're not also sin. Yeah. So I think that's where you separate the two. What is sin? And what is following the Lord? And I think that, you know, Jesus was a carpenter. Is being a carpenter Christian? That's that's where we're making the mistake is like we're viewing, doing things as Christian. And we need to reshift our focus to what that actually means. Because it doesn't make sense to be like, well, you can't wear makeup because you're Christian. Or you can't go to a Taylor Swift concert because you're Christian. And, I'm, and I think that that is like leans into like not everything's like legalism. Or yeah. What? Like, man, I think we can be hyper, hyper critic on pointing a finger at somebody and not knowing their true intent and their true heart behind or the posture behind it. And I, it's so hard though, because it is, it is stuff, such an iffy line. Like if you saw JP, for example, and he went to the Drake concert and he's bopping on the front row and he's like knowing every single song and every single lyric, you might be like, 
that's a little sus. Like you're a pastor. You too. And me. And so it is weird because I think there's two different categories of the people that are like, no, 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 you can love God and I'm not legalistic. And then there's some people that are like, no, you cannot go to this concert. If you go to that, you're a sinner. You're not a Christian. You're a bad influence. And I'm like, okay, where is some what of that crossover or that that line that can be moved just a smidge but what's hard is that you know god in the bible says like be holy as i am holy and if you are causing someone to stumble by your actions that is not loving that is sin to cause a brother to stumble so it's hard because it's like for example i got asked to go to the drake concert this past weekend I chose to go to Miami instead because it was a really fun brand. It was a Christian brand. However, I was really tempted to go to the Drake concert. I really, really was. I was like, oh, Drake. Like, I used to. Just hold on. We're going home. Mm -hmm. Coming home. Going home. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Mm -hmm. Started from from the the bottom. bottom, Now the whole team here. You can't say that. See? (laughs) So it's hard because as a Christian, quote unquote, influencer, you're like, okay, what is the message I'm preaching? What am I telling people? Am I telling people that you can love God with your heart, soul, and mind and go to the Drake concert and know every single word and cuss when he's promoting, you know, provocative stuff, demeaning women, using women, boobs, drugs, alcohol. So it's hard because it's like, you don't want to be legalistic, but you also want to be like, I shouldn't engage in that thing because that's not, that's not godly and holy to promote. And so it's like hard because everybody wants to judge everybody. And if people, I don't know. Here's a great represent. Here's a great um, point. So Janine is a. Some would say Christian influencer. Some would say social media creator. Some are. Some would see Janine posting a photo, a Bible scripture, talking about Jesus, and they would comment and say, "How dare you use your platform to monetize Jesus to to gain followers to gain followers." And then those same people would also get mad at you and say, how dare you go to a Taylor Swift concert? Or how dare you post about makeup? How dare you post about fashion? How dare you wear a dress that's maybe too tight or whatever? And so I think that's just where it gets tough because you're doomed if you do, you're doomed if you don't. Mm -hmm. And um, this is where I think you find freedom and doing like, what does your community think? What does your husband think, your future husband think, your your church? And I think if your close people around you are like, hey, like we know your heart, like this is, but you don't, we also don't want to post alcohol in our photos for the most part because we don't, we don't even want perception. Yeah. But it is hard when, um, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. It's so true because it's like you really can't win and it's exactly true. Like I've gotten comments like, Oh, you're just using Jesus to monetize. I'm like, okay, but then if I don't post at all, then I'm a fakey flaky Christian. And I don't actually love the Lord because then some people are like, well, you're not using your platform at all to share the gospel and you're just hoarding it for yourself. And you just want to get money and you just want to get followers and fame and you're vain and you're conceited. All you do is post yourself. And so you really can't win. So all I'm trying to do, and I think what everybody should do is you have your community speak into it. You have your convictions. You read the Bible. You find out what God says to you. There are times when I've totally gotten it wrong. I'm still going to get it wrong. I probably am still doing it wrong. However, I am following my convictions. I love to post about Jesus. I want people to know Jesus. I use this podcast to talk about Jesus. I cannot not talk about Jesus. 
But I also love fashion. I also love makeup. I'm a girly girl. I like to talk about that stuff. So it's finding a balance and just trying to always be careful. But there are certain things. It's like, no, I don't only want to post selfies of myself. I don't only want to post about designer things and a flashy lifestyle because I don't want to promote that. I don't, that's actually not really totally me anyway. And I want to be mindful of the characteristics that God speaks about in the Bible of a godly woman. I want to be that, you know? And I also want to live above reproach and be careful of the messages that I am putting out. I think this goes into um, the reason why so many people have been hurt by either creators or pastors because we put them on a pedestal. You might, because like, I don't really, I post on Instagram, but not that much. I'm not sitting here, you know, posting sermons or, you know, making content, you know, about really anything other than just kind of my life. I kind of keep it pretty private for the most part, unless it's like posting Janine a little bit. But you might look at that and go, oh, Either you might think, oh, he's not really fully Christian because he doesn't post about Jesus that much. Mm. Or you might be thinking, oh, it's cool that he doesn't do that or whatever. I just simply doing what I feel in my heart is like the best. And I also don't think about it that much. And so I think the problem is, is like your people are trying to look in and try to figure out, are they being real or authentic? And this is why I say even with her, like, don't put Jay on a pedestal, like, don't put anyone, any creator, like don't look for somebody to be to where if their faith falls or if they fail, it's going to ruin where you're at in your relationship with the Lord, because that's just a recipe for that disaster. That's where I fell into the trap of when all these pastors fell or whatever. And you're sitting there and you're like, dang, like no one's everyone's fake. Everyone's full of crap. And so even with us, like take everything with a grain of salt, because ultimately we're human, you know, not saying we're going to finish this very strong. We've committed that to each other, but mm-hmm. you know, but I think what's hard is like, I, I agree with that. But if you are going to be in the public eye, public eye, and you're going to be claiming Christianity and you're going to be teaching and preaching and claiming all these things, you better be living that out. You better be doing that behind the scenes. You better be in the word. You better know God for yourself and be trusting your convictions in the Holy Spirit. Because that'd be so scary if we were online preaching all these things and then behind the scenes, I'm getting hammered, cheating on my fiance, doing all these things. And of course that would cause you to question your faith. You'd be like, yeah. wait a minute, why Why did I ever follow you? Is anything? Is everything a lie then? So for sure. we understand that responsibility and pastors should understand that responsibility of you have the power to bring people very, very close to the Lord or pull them very, very far away. And so you got to steward that well, which is why the Bible says, I don't wish for you to be a pastor because you are held double accountable for people's lives and souls. And so that's good. That's a clip. That was really good. That's the best thing you've ever said. (laughs) That was so good, but it's true. It's like, don't make me an idol. Don't make anybody an idol. That's why the Bible says, do not have any other gods before me because I'm not a God. I don't please do not worship me. If I am your, your savior, like God help us all, because at some point I'm going to fall at some point I'm going to struggle. I still do struggle. And so I think that's, what's, what's difficult is we can look to these pastors to be leaders and people that we admire, but they should never be an idol because all of us will fall short. That's what the Bible says. All of us have fallen short of God's glory, but yet he still saved us while we were sinners. He still died for us. And so, you know, I am still a sinner. I still mess up. We still mess up. However, 
We are trying to do the mark of a Christian to be holy as he has called us to be holy. That is our, our goal and our mission is to save souls and to be a light in this dark world. And so I hope that we're an example. I hope that we can lead you closer to Christ. But if I fall, I don't want me to be the reason why you don't believe God. I don't, I don't want me to be the reason why suddenly you completely walk away from this faith. Wow. <laughs> You're funny. Wow. I'm, so, a, I'm, a, I'm a man. Yeah. Man, I... But I don't take this job lightly. I do not take having this podcast lightly. I know you do. And that's why when we get invited to the Drake concert, I went and I talked to Kale about it. I went and talked to Maddie about it. I was like, what do you think? What message is that preaching? And I'm going to be honest. I was really freaking tempted. I was like, oh, I could go and I want to go. And then Maddie was like, Jay, what does that look like? If you go to this concert and I'm not saying you're not a Christian, I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm not here to point fingers, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what I'm trying to say, but it's an interesting message that it puts out. If I'm, you know, going to the concert and I'm like, yeah, what's up Drake. And he's talking about popping peas. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm like, Oh, I got to be careful of celebrating that. It's not fair in the sense of like, okay, just because you have a platform, means you can't go, which is not necessarily true. Like if I went, people would have some questions, but that doesn't mean I'm a bad Christian or that God loves me less or anything like that. But you don't want to justify sin. And you also want to put yourself in a position to win. Yes. All right. Should we add rapid fire questions before we? Yeah. Okay. I actually need to go get my nails done. Cause in, if you're watching a YouTube video, you can see that my middle fingernail is gone. You think they're unsubscribed because of that? I think they blocked my channel. What about the difference between dating and being engaged? Mm. very different i think it's way different yeah so much more security it's more fun in my opinion it's a little more stressful with planning stuff yeah it's weird because you feel like more best friends your best friends your friends and your best friends <laughs> i'm sorry it's amazing it's weird because it's like okay we're about to get married but we're not married we are one actually no we're not one yet because we have not you know, set our vows and gotten officially married. And, um, and um, done the thing. Done the thing a thing. <laughs> Consecrated the marriage. Consum? Consecrated? Constipated. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. that's for sure. It. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are getting the unfiltered. We're not cutting this out either. But I will say, dating is really, really hard because. Bro, dating sucks. It kind of sucks. And it's so not funny because I never believed that. Like JP would always say, he was like, dating is the hardest part. And I was like, what you mean, fool? This is fun. Because you don't trust each other. Yeah. Quietly. It's like, you're yeah. going to leave. You're going to ghost me. And then when you break up with me, you're going to talk sheesh about me. And then you're going to tell everyone I suck. And then I'm not going to be able to ask the next three girls out because everyone hates me. That's what every guy's thinking. That sounds personal. Did someone do that to you? No, I just got guys who've been through some, some thingy things. <laughs> Honestly, same with some girls, but it is true. It's like, oh, it always ends so badly, bro. And it doesn't have to. Yes, it does. It doesn't have to end badly. Yes, in my opinion, it does. No, it, it doesn't. There's a bad person and it's a good guy, bad guy. 99% of the time. What you mean? You're not going to date someone for nine months to a year and not have someone have some bitterness and bad taste in their mouth. Okay. Yes. But it doesn't always have because to end what, like, babe, like a toxic love. What movie. happens when the girl comes home and like, he broke up with me. It's two years down the road. And it's like, frick him. He sucks. It's like, we do that to help her feel better. You yeah, know, even though she might be a little cray cray. We're like, Hey, okay. But what if he's cray cray? We know some cray cray guys. And you know that. Nah, mm -hmm. all the, all my homies are saints. Baby, we're not talking about your homies. Your homies are dope. 
I'm just talking about in general, we've seen some very interesting dating in Dallas. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think it always has to end so toxically. It doesn't have to. Like, babe, I'm sorry to bring this up. Nope. My last relationship <laughs> did not end badly. No, for sure. It ended really maturely, very clean, and I respect him. I feel like it helped, though, because you guys didn't live necessarily, necessarily in the same like town. That's true. So, but if he was yeah. around, oh, that'd be so hard. Yeah. Dating is hard because there's always that slight little chance that someone's like, you know what? This, and this isn't for me anymore. They switch up quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, like, They get one egg and they're like, I'm out. Yeah, or like... You know, football season comes around and she's not letting you watch. Baby. And it's like, bye, bye. I feel like you are obsessed with talking about football season. I just love it so much. I know. You were gone this weekend. I was. And I watched every game. Do you know that I was sitting at the dining, the dining, (laughs) the dining dining table and I had my phone propped up and I was watching the Longhorn game and I was like, I'm being rude. I turned it off. I knew I made the right decision when we went to a wedding together one time and we watched a a football game but anyways yeah, yeah to yeah. answer the question engagement is in my opinion way better than dating there's so much more security yep you um it's so fun don't let anyone i mean lean in lean in we're doing this again don't let anyone tell you engagement's too hard get ready it's gonna suck it's horrible blah blah blah, blah. you get to decide you get to decide yep. how good it's gonna be it's going to be hard parts for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, you get engaged one time. Stop worrying so much about yeah. the decor and the buffet and the, you know, the the uh, getaway car. You know, I'm like, I'm like subtweeting Janine right now. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what you mean, fool? I'm like, also, you're supposed to be getting us that's, the getaway car. <laughs> that's the last what you mean, fool, you get in this podcast. I never said that once in this podcast. Yeah, I think you've had, I think you've said it a few times. No, I have not. Yeah, you that's have. a lot. That's your at least your second what you mean fool. No, I did not. For Guys, sure. comment below how many I've done because at this point I don't know. I think engagement is really fun. It can be hard because you're making so many massive life altering decisions. That's how it feels at least. But you're best friends. You're getting to get married. You're planning a wedding together. And there really is so much more safety and engagement. What are some things that we've worked through in engagement? Listen, things guys, that, are, that are like difficult. I'm only 5'10". You know, some girls might want 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, you know, we had to really work through that. That was kind of tough. What are you talking about? I had, I had to use a booster seat when uh, we sit down. Um, I can't ride the roller coasters. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> okay. Stop. Uh, some things that we've worked through. Um, like they want to know like how do we, how have we handled some conflict and stuff within like some of the engagement stuff, because I will say engagement does yeah. bring up conversations that you've never had before. I think, you know, I think, uh, trusting it, the hard, I think one thing we've worked through is there's certain things I've had to trust her on. We've had to really learn to let go of things that like we both kind of want to die on the hill about mm-hmm. and being like, okay, you feel really adamant about this situation. I'm going to take, I'm going to trust you and, and your discernment. And if this fails, I'm still going to love you and I'm not going to blame you for it. Um, One thing. Sorry, do you have something more to say? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. One thing specifically that I can think of that we've had to work through a ton and we're still working through it, but I think we made a lot of progress is travel because I love to travel. It's my favorite thing. However, I know it's not always the wisest thing. And Caleb has come in and been like, baby, if we travel all the time, 
We're spending money. We're not working on our projects. We're not being as diligent. We're being away from our routine. And then I'm like, baby, we're young. Let's travel, blah, blah, blah. And also it's hard to travel when you're not married yet. So that's been something that we've had to work through a lot of like, how often do we travel? What, what do we say yes to? What do we not say yes to? Because sometimes I can say yes a little too easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of that is you've grown a lot in the sense of now you're getting married, things are changing. Um, but yeah, you, I, there's a common lie where it's like, oh, you're young, you're going to travel, you need to travel, you need to do this, you need to do that. No, sorry, you need to be disciplined and you need to be obedient and you need to steward the things that the Lord has in, in front of you. And if traveling isn't stewarding the things correctly, I'm sorry, but you know, you, maybe you need to, maybe you need to remove that idol out of your life or be more obedient and diligent towards the things you're working to, especially as a man, for me personally, personally, I want to travel. I want to do a lot of these things. And, but if it's not a work trip or it's not this, it's like, okay, like this is a sacrifice. This is a vacation or, you know, it's expensive or it just doesn't fit into the budget. Um, Cause I'm a numbers guy. And so I think that's one thing we've had to like work through like, Hey, babe, these are the numbers and these numbers don't align well if we do this because we won't be able to do that. And then all of a sudden we're starting Q4 like this. And it's like, that's the way my brain works. And she's more creative and more spontaneous where I'm more kind of in between. Which is good because then you balance each other out. Like I think in relationships, you always want to use each other's strengths and weaknesses to help each other because there's certain areas where I'm more, I have more strength and then he has a weakness and then vice versa. And that is the beauty of a relationship is that you help each other grow in those areas because sometimes I can be too frivolous and I'm like, yay, let's do this. Let's do that. And he's like, babe, like we've got to be grounded. We need to keep a routine. And then there are certain times when I'm like, no baby, we've got to work on this. And then you're like, okay, no, you're right. And so it's constantly in engagement now having those conversations on a larger scale of the next five-year plan. What is this going to look like? Is that wise? Because sometimes you're like, you're like, babe, let's pack up and move to New York. And then I'm like, okay, but what about X, Y, and Z? And then you're like, yeah, you right. So sometimes we, we bounce each other out in that. I think something that men get wrong and our pastor talks about this a lot as a man, you can have this like moral superiority, 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 superiority. It's a tough word. (laughs) Um, It's as like, I'm the man I'm supposed to lead. I'm supposed to God's gifted me with the discernment or whatever, man. If she's connected to the Lord, she's got, you literally have another type of brain mechanism of the way they think that's different than yours. Trust me. You want to listen to it. It can be wrong sometimes, but also it can be really right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, especially with our venue, like we, we disagreed on that early on and she chose this one and she was right and I was wrong. And, and so I think not dying on a hill so much because you think you're the man and you think that, you know, you're supposed to be the one to make all the decisions, man, that's going to be a tough life for you. I'll yeah. tell you that much. And I wouldn't enjoy that. I don't think anyone would enjoy that, but there are certain things like this is kind of going into the whole like leadership thing now, but, and I, we do need to go. I'm supposed to get my nails done in 15 minutes. <laughs> um, but I think that's why I've really appreciated you is because you don't steamroll me. You allow me to have a voice, of course, as you should. And we work on things together and you're like, this is what I think. And then sometimes you'll be really firm in the sense of like, babe, I really don't think that's a good idea. And then sometimes it's like really hard because 
a lot of the times you're having to just lay your pride down. You're like, okay, yeah, you're right. And you really don't want to, but there's been so many times when you've been right and I was wrong. And I was like, dang, I should have listened to you. Or when I listened to you and I was like, man, you were right. Thank God I listened to you. So it's really just constantly having that balance of like, babe, listen to me. I hear the Holy Spirit on this, but it takes both of you guys spending time with the Lord, hearing from him, slowing down, praying, trying to be in tune with the the Lord's spirit and the Lord's voice. Um, otherwise like you may be making wrong decisions. And so, yeah, yeah. Good. So to wrap up, we're just going to give our last and final, um, answer. And people have just been kind of wondering about the future and we don't have this all fleshed out, but as of right now, Caleb is moving into my house. It'll be our house. And then what else? Yeah, so get get married in less than two months. Uh, we'll be moving here. Uh, we have a couple big things for 2024 that she'll be releasing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got some things on my own that I'm pursuing uh, that I will be, I'll probably talk about later on yeah. in the year next year. So right now I'm finishing up a political science degree. Um, so I am working on that full time right now. I, uh, I just resigned from my job about a month and a half ago. Um, and I've stepped in fully on finishing my political science degree while, uh, yeah, helping out with, uh, the podcast and helping out with, uh, all the things that we have in 2024. It's going to be a busy and year. Yeah. Just it, it's, I'm so excited because I feel like there's just so much that we have planned. Um, you know, we got some, we got some big things like, will we be in Dallas? Will we not be in Dallas? Will we be, yeah. you know, so there's definitely some awesome fun things that like, I think we're going to be able to share yeah. soon and be able to, you know, take people along with us. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I will say we don't have a five-year plan. We tentatively know what we want to do. He has some career goals that he's aiming for. Um, as of right now, he's kind of coming alongside me and then we're going to be doing a lot of this together. But he has something really big he's working towards, which I'm really proud of him for. And I'm releasing something really big next year. And so next year is going to be probably a little bit crazy, but we're just going to try to like seek the Lord in everything we do, have a healthy marriage, try to get planted somewhere in a church. But then we're also like, we struggle all the time of like, man, do we want to move for a bit? So we're just trying to pray through that and figure that out. Yeah. We're going to, uh, go to New York city for our first Christmas. Yes. Uh, together that we, uh, we, it was our first Christmas and we're both meeting with our families on different dates and not on yeah. Christmas day. And so we were like, let's go to New York city for, for Christmas. And yeah, we're uh, so excited. So we, we bought we a flight. We don't even know where we're staying, but, um, <laughs> so if you have a hookup, we can stay with your brother. Yeah, I'm like, we're coming into your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So honestly, sorry, we don't really have a full answer for you. We have some things that we're excited for, but like, we don't really know the plan. We know, obviously there's dreams and visions we have, but we don't want to speak them too soon. We want to really make sure we're working on those and, um, do them before we like fully announce those, but a lot yeah. of work. So many fun things that we want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. But I got to go get my nails done. Uh, like I said, my middle finger nail is missing. It's disgusting. And we Hang hope on. you guys, what? I got to, I got to lean in. What are we going to lean in on? This I always, time? I've always feel like I got to lean in because I might not be coming back for another few weeks. I got to <laughs> leave them with something. Should I, what should I leave them with? Uh, what do you feel like the Lord's telling you? Mm. What's something you learned lately that you like really want to like let them in on and like give them advice? Okay. And- guys, this goes for girls. This goes for guys. Do hard things. Wait. Come on. Do, let me say, I'll say it again. Do hard things. Right now, in your bedroom, there's that stack of papers. 
There's that dream you're thinking of. There's that you, you haven't made your bed in a month. You, you stopped working out. You stopped whatever that thing is. What's, what's in your brain, it's a little bit out of your reach. Like, go do it. Go run a marathon. Like, go find something in your life right now that you can do that's difficult, that's a little bit out of your comfort zone, and be obedient to it, and walk in that. Like, it, choose anything, but choose one thing. I promise you, if you have one thing in your life that you are striving for, it could be physical, it could be mental, it could be your PhD, it could be you reading the book all through, it could be, you know, drinking a gallon of water, like, it could be literally anything. Um, it's kind of a, uh, you know, a big like kick I'm on right now. Like, man, life's so short. Do something ridiculously hard and test your mental fortitude. And uh, I, be- I, I promise you, it will make you a stronger human being. I love that. Baby. No one can mess with you. No one. Amen. You're doing something hard. That was so good. Come on. Yeah. I think when you do things, do things with excellence, do things with integrity, do things with full quality, Quality over quantity. If you're going to do something, do it right. Do it well. Put your heart into it. Seek the Lord in it. Be the best you can be. And bless people in the process if you can. And also, I think something too, think less of yourself, truly. I think this is something I constantly have to remind myself is that when we think too much of ourselves, gosh, we just become so, so selfish. We don't really care about other people. And we just forget that there's so many people out there in the world that are hurting, that have needs, that have desires. And how can you bless somebody today? How can you speak life over somebody today? Yes, do hard things, but also help other people do hard things. I think when you build things together, it is just an unbreakable bond. That's that's the coolest part about a relationship because I just hit you with something and she came. I I was up here and then she met me right here, and uh, (laughs) she did. She made it a way that was palatable. I communicated something and you came around and said, "You can be like David Goggins, like he's like hardo," and then I'm like, "But here's some grace too." (laughs) Listen, David Goggins, he has a you know potty mouth, but if you want to feel like you're lazy, go watch one of his podcasts. I do agree with you though. Do hard things, absolutely, but also. you know, just be a blessing to people. We have this saying, and we say it all the time to each other. Go have fun. No, what? 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 I was like, what are you talking about? We always say this to each other. Have fun and be a blessing. Be a blessing. So anytime we go hang out with people, we're like, hey, let's have fun, but let's go be a blessing. So have fun and go be a blessing to somebody today. We love you guys. Go one more. Do one more. Go one more. Ed Milet. Thank you for listening to uh, Happy and Healthy. my podcast, uh, Mr. Happy and Healthy. All you ever Thank wanted. Thank you for viewing, <laughs> watching, and subscribing. Um, if you like this podcast, share it to a friend. If you don't like this podcast, share it to your friend and talk crap about us. We don't care. Whoa. It helps the algorithm. Wow. Hot take. Yeah, sure. Say bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review. Leave us a voice memo. Comment below. Share it. Subscribe. Whatever you got to do. And I'll see you guys again next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. But until then. Men make more money. Don't forget. Come on. Women, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys.